Hello and welcome back to the East Midlands Football Podcast. My name is Elliot Snape and I'm joined once again by Harry Woodward. Hello. Thank you to everyone who listened to episode one of our podcast. We really do appreciate it. And we've already gone international already with listeners from America, France and Greece, which is very interesting when you say, Harry. Yeah, yeah. So in today's episode, we're going to do, be doing a challenge where we've created our own scores, which has to include a minimum of two players from each team in the East Midlands with one club being allowed three players. But before that, we need to cover the games that happened on Tuesday when Notts County and Mansfield both played, as well as the latest news with Neil Ardley leaving Notts County. So we'll just begin with Mansfield Town. They drew 0-0 against Forest Green, who are third in the league. So you could say that was quite a good result, really. Third yeah, draw in a point. row. Good point. Seemed like they were in charge as well throughout the game with more possession shots and passes. And now puts Mansfield 18th with nine points above the relegation zone, but the 14 points of the playoffs. So it's stage with nine games left to go, Harry. Do you reckon they could be seeing relegation or do you think they'll actually stay up? Yeah, but I definitely they'll get more promotions and playoffs is too far and ask for them, I think. But I, I, I do think they will avoid relegation. I think they've cemented a good spot into the league uh, since Nigel Clough has taken over. They've a very good point uh, last night against third in the league against Forest Green. They, they seem to do well against teams up there. They, they perform, I say, they perform better against teams in the top six than teams near the bottom. I, I can't quite grasp why that is, but they point against Forest Green and they also beat Cheltenham a couple of weeks ago, who were also up there. So, yeah, they play well against uh, the top teams. Definitely. I feel like with a manager like Nigel Clough as well, they're definitely going to keep him in. And obviously, next season, they can, when he brings his own players in, and they can actually go further, I reckon. Yeah, completely agree. So we'll move on to Notts County after today's big news, where Neil Ardley and Greg Abbott have both left Notts County today. There's been a lot of mixed reactions, and it wasn't really expected at all. And he's been the longest manager or serving manager in Notts County this century. So what really? are your thoughts on the decision, Harry? Uh, it's very unexpected. Uh, I, I didn't expect... Him to be sat this soon, especially as the the season's not completed and they're still they're still around the the top. They're in the playoffs still. I mean, performances lately haven't been the greatest, um, uh, and you can say the football hasn't been up to what the fans expect and want from the team. But it's ex- very unexpected at this time. So he was in charge for 819 days and managed to see 99 games, which saw 43 wins, 25 draws and 31 losses with a win rate of 43.43% chance of winning. So failed to stop them getting relegated and he also lost in the playoff final. So those are two big things what were against him, I suppose, at the time. But the club haven't advertised like the next job either. So do you reckon they've already got someone lined up? Yeah, I think they probably have already uh, agreed to um, have somebody else as manager. I think that's the, probably one of the reasons they sacked him is if they could find a replacement good enough even, or, or if not better than uh, Neil Ardley. So I, I do believe they have somebody in replacement. Yeah, because the owner said they want to make sure it's long-term as well. They don't want to look for short-term things. So I suppose that's what they've definitely got in the pipeline. Yeah, obviously, last night... They drew two all against Jovial Town, who they beat 2-0 at the weekend, which leaves them sick with 14 points behind Sutton. That obviously could be a big difference or a big reason 
for him to get the sack. In the game, Yeovil were 2-0 ahead as well for 38 minutes. With goals coming from Jimmy Smith and Ruben Reed for them. But Kai pulled it back late on from Enzo Boldwine, scoring a stunning goal from outside the box in the semi for a minute. And obviously the new man, Ruben Rodriguez, still scoring in the 86th minute. This now leaves Kai three points above eighth, making them in the playoffs. But they do have a couple games in hand on teams above and below them. So do you think they can actually make the playoffs this year with it being ridiculously close, with like currently 10th place Chesterfield four points behind them after the departure of Ardley? I mean, they've got the squad to do it. They've got the, some great players in like uh, NGO Baldwin and obviously the other, other goal scorer, Ruben Rodriguez. But I, I think the expectation is to get at least playoffs for County. They should, the expectation is for them to, you know, go up into League Two, but the, the minimum should be at least playoffs for a team like County in that division. Yeah, definitely. With a club of that stature as well. If that's remaining in National League for another season, then it is very disappointing. I can't imagine the owners will be very happy again. So, should we move on to the challenge, do you reckon, now? Uh, yeah. So, well, like we said at the start, today's podcast is going to be a challenge where everyone can get involved. So, the rules are simple. You have to have a minimum of two players from each team in the East Midlands, with one club being allowed to make it a full... We'll make it three, making it a full 11. All players have had to play for one of the five clubs, which are Leicester, Forest, Derby County, Mansfield Town and Notts County, from 2010 all the way up to this season. So I reckon it's a bit of a difficult challenge because obviously you need to try and get them all in and try and create like a decent team. Yeah. So do you want to start first or shall I start first? Uh, you can start first. I just want to note that this has been it's been quite tough with the selections and uh, and everybody's got a different opinion. So yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah, exactly. If people want to get involved in home after when they listen to podcasts and want to tweet us it or send us it on Instagram, then it's at Midlands Podcast. If people want to do that, and we'll be sure to share it around to see what everyone else thinks of our teams and what we see of your teams. So I'll start if you're meant. So in goal. I've gone with current Leicester City goalkeeper, Cassius Michael. That's a good pick, yeah. He's uh, obviously a long servant at Leicester and a very good, very, one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. So, yeah, I can see why he just chose that. Uh, 411 appearances for Leicester so far. And he also made 49 appearances for Notts County. Oh, yeah. Was that before so 2010? So- um, no, I think it was. Or oh, I'm not too sure, actually. I think it was close. I can remember the 08, 09 season. I could be wrong. Yeah, I forget. It was actually. I think he's spent 10 years at Leicester this season. Yeah. So, obviously, so then Gordon Erickson signed him at Notts County, where they won League Two. But then he was released, obviously, because of the financial situation by the corrupt owners. So he went to Leeds then. And then after Leeds for a season, he went to Leicester and he was signed by Sven Gordon Erickson again. Oh, it was 2009-10 season. Oh, silly. So, obviously, he spent 10 years at Leicester. He's won the Championship and the Premier League, and he's also played in the Champions League. So, he's gone from League One, League Two, all the way to the Premier League to winning it, just like his dad. And obviously, like you said, he's probably one of the best keepers in the league, personally. Yeah. Would you like to go with your pick? 
I went with uh, Bartosz Biakowski, the uh, former county keeper. I think he's probably the county's best keeper in the last decade. He, during this uh, season he was at, in the 13-14 season, he got a... Uh, I personally think he kept them up with the saves he, um, he made, making them finish 20th in the league and, you know, avoiding the relegation. Right. The great escape as well. That's what it was called, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a very good goalkeeper as well. He went to Ips. Did he go to Ipswich straight away? Was it Ipswich or did he go to yeah, someone else? Next season and then inverted league county got relegated that season. He's now at Millwall, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's true, I think. But yeah, he was he was a very good goalkeeper, I'd say. So should we move on to the right backs now? Yeah, the full backs, yeah, yeah. What what formation did you go? Did you go four four two? Yeah, I just went straight four four two as well. Yeah, yeah. so I went four four two as well. So we can go everything. So right back, I went with Chris Gunter of Nottingham Forest. One hundred and fifty five appearances. Yeah, he spent three seasons at Forest, featuring two playoff campaigns. He was also in the two thousand ten PFA Championship Team of the Year. And obviously, the Forest did a Team of the Decade as well, and. The Forest fans voted him as the right back for the, in the team of the decade with 48.6% of the vote. Yeah, he was very good for us. Oh, for the Forest. He, he, yeah, and then he moved to Reading in the Premier League and then obviously spent most of his career there. But yeah, I agree. He was, he was a good player for Forest. Yeah, I just think, obviously you always think of him and then you think of like Majewski, McGugan, all of that era wants it really. Yeah. So, what was your choice of right back, Harry? Oh, I've gone uh, for Marvin Benin, who's also well, lately predominantly been a left back for Mansfield, but uh, at times has played right back for them. He's a very good ball player, playing defender. He can get forward. He's good as a wing back as well. And he's, especially back in the 15 16 and the season after, he was an influential player for Mansfield. and it was a very good long servant for them. So I've gone with uh, him. Yeah, I thought it was a great choice. Um, oh, for my centre-back, I also went for Mansfield player. I went with Christian Pierce. 217 appearances for Mansfield. And he's also made 77 appearances for Notts County. You paid for that? Uh, oh, we That's... might have done. I, I'm not too sure. But he's one of the longest serving players for Mansfield. And he's also a Barbados international. I think his best season for them was probably 2018-19, as he won the. It was an EFL League Two team of the season, EFL team of the season, and the PFA League Two team of the season also. So he's definitely a good centre half. And also now he plays at Boreham Wood now. He is a solid centre back. I know he's predominantly there for winning the headers. He wins. I'm pretty sure he wins every header for Mansfield. He cannot beat him in the air. He's a very good centre back. So did you go centre back? Uh, my first centre back is uh, Wes Morgan. Obviously, uh, I'm going to go for the Leicester version. He's also played yeah. for Forest during our playoff campaigns, but I'm going to go with the, obviously go with the Leicester. It's well, he's obviously he in what 2012, and since then he's progressed to be probably their best centre back ever. Could arguably, he's obviously got them promoted from the championship and then relegation threatened and survived that. 
uh, next season and then obviously won the league as captain and was one of the reasons they won it because he was so good defensively, solid, won every header, stopped all the crosses and just, him and Robert Heath was a great pairing. Yeah, exactly. And just like Cassius Michael, he's probably been there for a long time as well and seen everything with Leicester from the championship. And it cost so, Leicester one million as well from Forest. Absolute bargain. bargain. So, second centre-back, I've gone with the first derby pick. I've obviously gone with Richard Keogh. Obviously, he left the club in a bad way with the horrible knee injury after Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett crash. But I think he would be seen as a top player for Derby throughout his eight seasons there. I think if you mentioned Derby County as well, he is a name you're always going to probably think about. He was in the PFA Team of the Year 2014-15, two times Derby County Player of the Year and three times Player of the Year as well for them. So I think he's definitely got to be up there. Making 356 appearances for Derby County as well. Probably one of the best centre-backs of them they've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Valuable pick. Uh, my, <laughs> the centre-back I went with is um, Ryan Tapazzoli from uh, Mansfield again. He's, uh, yeah, he's a very good centre-back. He's, he, he, again, won every header from Mansfield, especially in the League 2 where aerial ability is present more so than any other league and he, yeah, he, won, he wins every header and he's scored quite a few goals in centre-back he was always that that defender that would win the headers at the from corners and very good at aerial presence and he rightfully got a move to Peterborough he did well there and now he's in the championship with Wickham so he's progressed rapidly Alright so for the left back I've gone with the first Notts County pick, and I've gone with Alan Sheehan. 142 appearances for Notts County, 11 appearances for Mansfield, and he made 29 appearances for Leicester, where he started. Obviously, he, was, he won the Player of the Year for County in the Great Escape, what we mentioned with the Bielkowski. And he was also, in that season, he was the third top goal scorer that year. I always remember he just used to score set pieces. And he also scored the... Like, he always scores decent goals and he also scored the penalty in the final game to draw 1-1 against Oldham. Yeah. You're not going to believe who I had left back. Oh, who do you have left back? I've got Alan Sheehan as well. Oh. <laughs> oh, pick. Yeah, great minds thinking like We both, yeah, both chose him for the exact same reasons this year. He was very good for county. He was very good at set pieces and had a very good... Dead ball delivery to, uh, and obviously got a lot of assists as well as goals. I've, yeah, it's just a very good all round pick. Yeah, I think he's a great player. So for right mid now, I'm also sticking with Notts K and I went with Alan Judge. So obviously the PFA team of the year 2012 13 is far as I was season at K. And Jeff Stalin once called him the Irish Messi. So he's also made nine appearances for Ireland and obviously recently. He was in the news for squaring up to the referee, that Darren Drysdale or whatever his name was. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that, was, that was interesting. Well, I just remember he used to always put in like a decent cross. He scored a few decent goals and he was also like a decent player. And obviously he went on to the championship as well. I, don't, I think he went on a free as well to the championship. So that was a big yeah. loss for Kai. He went to, no, he went to Brentford, didn't he? Brentford? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Brentford, then Blackburn, was it? Yeah. 
So who do you go um, right mid? My right mid, I went with um, Riyad Mahrez. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, obviously, everybody knows Mahrez for the Leicester campaign. It's quite obvious what he um, what he did and his influence for that for that team. He's uh, he also came from the second division in France and straight into their promotion team, and then again avoided relegation and hope, uh, was a key part of that. And then. What came to life under Ranieri in that team, scoring, scoring plenty of goals with his left and right, and scoring the big games. He even scored his first professional hat trick against Swansea. It was a, it was a very key part to that team and how they won the Premier League. And then obviously went to City and, and won it, won it again. So he's a very, very big player. Then um, Leicester game from an absolute bargain as well. It was like eight hundred k. How much points? It's an absolute bargain. K. Yeah, absolutely mental. Sold it for sixty million. It's quite quite some turnover. Exactly, but obviously what he provided to Leicester in that title winning season is probably worth it as well. Yeah. So centre mid, I've also I've gone for Leicester player. I've gone with Angolo Kante. Obviously, he only had one season at Leicester, but it was obviously the season they won the league. He only cost them five point six million from Kane, and just. Consistently impressed everyone. Obviously, even at Chelsea now, he still does it. And he was in the team of the year at that time. And at that, and that season as well, he had the best defensive stats with 175 tackles and 157 interceptions. So I feel like he's probably one of the world's best midfielders as well. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, he's probably one of the best midfielders the Premier League's ever seen. He's that good. He's what he's, 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 his job is. Yeah, he's just incredible. Who do you got at centre mid? Well, I've got my uh, first derby pick and I got one with uh, Will Hughes. He was uh, supposed to be a boy, their boy wonder, uh, but he's not turned out to be that, but he's, he's turned out to be a good player for them. He was prominent in their playoff pushes, especially in 2014, 15-16, 15-16 season as well. So yeah, he was a very good player for them before joining Watford. I think he's technically was... One of their better players, he's scored quite a few goals as well in big games. Yeah, well, we haven't told each other what teams we did before the podcast, have we? So I've no. also gone with Will Hughes for my second sentiment. <laughs> Made 187 appearances for Derby. And I always remember he used to just be rumoured to go to Liverpool. But obviously that never happened. And then he went to, so he went to Watford instead for 8 mil. But he wanted rumoured to go for like loads of money as well. Obviously, yeah, that really never happened. Teams when he was uh, young, especially after that the season they got uh, playoff final against QPR, he had a, a wonderful season next to George Fawn, and he got rumored to be with all the Premier League teams, but stayed at Derby. Yeah, because he scored the like semi-final goal with like a little flick as well. I remember that. Yeah, against Brighton. Yeah, good, good right. who was your second sentiment? I've gone for another Derby player. I've gone for Jeff Hendrick. Ooh. I think he's a very good centre mid. He's a good tackling centre mid and he played played very well for Derby. I think another youth product or developed really well under Derby. He scored some vital goals again. He dominated the midfield with Will Hughes and Hendrick. And that's one of the reasons they were always up there that se- every season. And then rightly moved to the Premier League with Burnley. So now we go to left mid. 
And obviously, I don't know if he was played left mid at the time, but I think he was playing right mid. I've gone with Antonio. 54 appearances for Forest, And he joined them for one and a half mil, which is probably an absolute bargain for Antonio. Yeah. What he's doing now as well. He was the player of the year at Forest in 2014-15. He's probably one of Forest's greatest signings of the decade, probably, I'd say. And he was yeah, obviously recently announced in the Forest team of the decade so like um, Gunter, but he had like eighty six point two percent of votes from the fans to be in the team of the decade. Yeah, it's very understandable. Who have you gone for left mid? I've, got, I've gone for a Forest player, but not Antonio at left mid. I've gone for Lolly. I think he's probably one of the best players of recent time Forest have had. He's especially in two thousand eighteen nineteen season where he racked numerous goals and numerous assists. I think it was eleven goals in the league. 11 assists. He was unplayable sometimes on his day. It was especially that game against Aston Villa where he got four assists and one goal. And he, some of the some of the times when you watch him, he was incredible. You think he should probably move to the Premier League with some how good he was. But he, he stayed with Forest and he's, he's carried on playing really well for them. See, also in the left mid position, I was tempted to put in like Jack Grealish, even though he's on loan at Noscati. But I remember he was absolutely. It was unreal. That's when he first started getting noticed as well because he went straight from Notts County into like the Aston Villa on the bench and then started playing for them ever since, really. Yeah. So I thought I was, I was going to go with them, but I thought I'll go with Antonio because obviously I use my two Notts County and I'll go for three players for Leicester, but I'll get to the final one coming up. So obviously now that we'll go to the striker, the first one, and I went with Mansfield for this, I went with Matt Green. He was an absolute goal-scoring machine for his first time there. And he kept on scoring goals when they were in the conference. But when he joined for the second time, he wasn't exactly the same, but he still scored the goals. And he scored a promotion-winning penalty against Wrexham to get him into League Two. I think he obviously pacey, scored a few decent goals. So, yeah, that was my choice to go with Matt Green. Uh. Well, my first choice at striker is, uh, is, I think it's quite obvious, Jamie Vardy. Yeah, but he's my second striker as well. <laughs> For obvious reasons, <laughs> he's a, obviously he's a goal scorer. He's scored numerous goals in the Premier League, over 100. He's, he's incredible. He's electric, he's fast, he's in, yeah, very good at finishing. He's runs down the wing he can do anything he's, I know obviously he's most famous for not only winning the Premier League with Leicester but that scoring 11 goals beating the Ruben Nistelrooy's record of 11 consecutive goals in a row in each game and yeah he's a very good striker yeah because I was actually out of that game which is very annoying <laughs> because obviously he's probably one of England's greatest strikers in a way scoring amount of goals from how he's gone from non-league as well to the Premier League. So it's the 19th top goal scorer in the league ever. But obviously, if he keeps scoring more goals, I'm sure he's got a few more years in him. Then he obviously rise up that goal-scoring leaderboard. So, yeah, he was my second striker. So who was your second striker? My second striker is uh, Lewis Graben from Forest. Ooh. He's, he's uh, yeah, since they signed him from um, Bournemouth, He's probably been their best striker. He's the first striker for Forest to score twenty plus goals since two thousand and four. So I think that shows 
how good of a striker he is. He's versatile. He can do the business of holding up the ball and also running in behind. He's he's a very good finisher, poacher. He scores most of his goals inside the area, but he's a he's just there. He's a nuisance for defenders and all round play as a striker is a top tier. So that is our starting 11s, what we decided. I think they're both interesting. We've got a couple of the same, which I think many people will probably agree on as well, who are listening. So now we should go to the manager, do you reckon? Yeah. I think we might both come for the same manager. Yeah, I've gone with Ranieri, I went with. Yeah, same here. I think that's right. Exactly. He took over Leicester from when they finished 14th the season before and then to make them they were just avoiding relegation pretty much all the way to winning the league in one season. I mean, it just had to be him. Yeah. What he achieved. Although he, although he got sacked and stuff like that, he's got to be one of the greatest managers for them. Yeah, I agree. And probably in the East Midlands as well. Yeah, and then you didn't spend that hardly spent any money that season on players to achieve what he achieved. He just good recruitment and he had uh, some good players and he just played well under his tactics. It was, yeah, he was a very, very good manager. Yeah, I think, I think it was 23 million and he sold about 7 million worth of players. So it was decent for what he did and especially the money he spent, how they ended up going four into the first. I think it's just a no-brainer that everyone will pick in so, I think that's how we'll end it then, on that good note. Yeah, that was a, oh. very interesting. Obviously, we'd like to see what everyone else, people think of our teams and what everyone else has created at home. Do you agree? Yeah. So, if everyone wants to send their teams to us on Twitter or Instagram, it'll be that at Midlands Podcast, and then we'll react to them maybe in the next episode or we'll just tweet about them online. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it once again. And you got anything else to say, Harry? I think that's uh, it's good enough. That was... no so thank you for listening and we'll catch you all on the next episode.